Dr. Chris Podcast, Season 2. Here we are in January. Um, I don't know where everybody is in this part of the country, but in Kentucky, it's really cold this weekend. This is the official January episode of the Leaning Out with Chris podcast, and pretty pretty excited today. This is the first book launch podcast that we've ever done with two, uh, I don't know if I would say, I guess I could say very dear friends of Harris Lean Systems, right? Um, mm-hmm. Both of the people like my dad better than they do me on this podcast, <laughs> but they they did agree to come on here, so uh, Kathy Miller and Shannon Carls are on here to talk about their book and, and their journey, their lean journey, really, um, as they've gone through. Uh, the book is called Steel Toes and Stilettos, which is by far the best title I've ever heard. I Yay. am very jealous of all the books we've written. We do not have that cool a title or that cool a book cover, either one. So let's start off. Um, Kathy, we'll start with you because mm-hmm. I, I'm, you're first on my screen here. Mm-hmm. Favorite band or favorite car? So I have a very diverse um, set of favorite music artists. But if I have to say my one all-time favorite is Neil Diamond. Really? Yes, I love him. I remember growing up with my parents listening to um, Hot August Night. Uh, you know, when we were having friends over and I just thought that was so cool. And I just love him and have seen him approximately 8 million times. So um, really, you've been to his concert a lot of times, huh? Yes. And as a matter of fact, the last two times I convinced my husband that I had to have uh, front row tickets because I didn't know when he was going to stop touring. And so um, he has stopped touring, and I think that was an excellent investment. Well, that's that's pretty cool. It's funny how sounds can bring. So if if I could pick my career, if if they said you can pick whatever you want to do, I would be the announcer for the Cincinnati Reds. Really? That's what I would do. Yeah, because when I grew up, I yeah, I just remember listening to Marty Brenneman, and every time he would come on, it'd be like. Just, you know, you just go into kind of a relaxation mode. And I, I think the same with music, right? But I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to make it to the Reds, but I'm holding out hope. <laughs> there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. I um, love that. I love that. All right, Shannon, favorite car or favorite band? So I'm with Kathy. I listen to so many different kinds of music, but if I had to choose one that I never, ever, ever turn off, and whenever it comes on the radio and I get super excited, I would probably choose Aerosmith. Uh, nice. Yeah, I can go with that. That's a that's a good one. Uh, yeah. I saw them in Charlevoix, Michigan. They were my first band. I think I was nine years old and I couldn't see anything. And they had to the adults had to keep like holding us up so we could actually see something. And I'll never forget that. And they always just like pump me up, make me happy. That's really good. I like Aerosmith too. So um, our relationship with you guys goes way back. So I have more relationship with Kathy than I do Shannon. Shannon mm-hmm. worked with dad. Well, I guess both of you worked with dad a lot, but I've known Kathy. We launched Making Materials Flow in your plant in 
2003, right? That's the year yes. my daughter was born, 2003. So we have known each other for a very long time mm-hmm. um, and stayed friends and through all your different stops along the way. And um, Shannon, if, if I remember right, did you write down dad's thought process at one time? Yes. Yeah, which he, he told talks me he about likes. That. He says, I liked it, but I don't really like it. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He said, you know, she wrote down all my thought process. I, he's like, you know, it's kind of flattering, but I'm not sure I want anybody doing that. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's pretty good. So, Shannon, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're related to Harris Lean Systems. Absolutely. So I actually started my career in supply chain management. So I have a degree from Western Michigan University in supply chain, and I never thought that I would get into manufacturing by way of that degree. So I stumbled upon it. I got recruited out of college and spent the first part of my career just progressing through different types of supply chain roles. And then I got into a lean transformation at one of the plants I was working at where I was responsible for inventory and um, material and information flow. So I started learning about the plan for every part and tugger routes and, and what we called water spiders back then. And I just fell in love with lean as a way to run your business. So I started looking for new opportunities and I um, started uh, leading lean for multiple sites at one point. And that just, that's how I ended up getting hooked up with Harris lean system. So your dad was my sensei who helped teach me basically everything I know. And, um, <laughs> and I wouldn't be here without him, that's for sure. And then after that, I started running a couple plants um, and had PL responsibility and then took those same concepts to those companies and those plants and was pretty successful there, I think. And, and then decided to take a total career change and write this book. And that's how we ended up with you today. So I I remember he was always really fond of you. He was really like, hey, there's this this lady and she's really good. And and so that's what I remember. I remember Shannon McCall, your your maiden name, right? That's right. That was me. Yep. And then after we did that, I went on and ran a couple. I ran a plant. um, Well, Kathy and I, I became the plant manager there. And then I went and ran a plant um, at Pentair and. And then we decided to take on this venture together. And that's kind of how we got here today. That's really it. The relationships are neat in this business. Uh, um, I, I, it's, it's hard to explain. You just don't know 20 years down the road where you're, where you're going to be and, and what you're going to be doing. So um, yeah. Kathy, so Kathy, I know that we've worked with you at how many different companies? One, it, at least three, and it just depends on the ownership how how you count one of them. Oh, okay, so it changed hands several times. Remember, yeah. so go ahead, go ahead. Well, tell us about you. So I literally started working around plants when I was seventeen years old. I was a co-op student for at GMI or Kettering University, and so I actually started my first work stint at a vehicle assembly plant. And I was so fascinated that every 60 seconds, a working vehicle came off the end of that line. And so, you know, you want to be a sports announcer. I always say, if I can't be a rock star, I'd want to run a vehicle assembly plant. And I think it's just, you know, something that got in my blood very, very early on. 
So I was an industrial engineering major. So I was always around people and processes and really fascinated by the systems that make those sorts of plants work. So I went to work for a while in engineering and did some marketing. And then I found that I just really missed being around operations. So I went back to the plant as a superintendent in automotive electronics. And then I got this call that I was going to be changing jobs and going to the lean team. And of course I was upset about it at first, right? Because I was like, oh, what did I do wrong? I thought it was being great. Why am I being put on a special assignment? And that was where I first met your dad. And he became the sensei that helped us start to transform. And I got promoted to plant manager there. And he worked with me for multiple years in my team to the end of being recognized with the Shingo Award for the business results that we were able to get through our transformation. And uh, if I remember correctly, someone on this call may have been an intern in my plant back in the day. That is correct. I was, <laughs> uh, so you are responsible or you get credit for anything that I've done since then. That's true. <laughs> I was an intern many, many levels below you at the time, but I was in your plant. Well, it was awesome. And you contributed and the friendships and the relationships that I've had with you and your dad since then are just so, so rewarding. You talk about it being a small world, right? Yeah. Where, you know, we'll move on to different companies or different clients. And it seems like we always find our way back to each other and the, those strong relationships, you know, that we formed early on with people who, you know, we really enjoyed and we're able to create value together. Right. So doing some really neat work. Yeah. So we did, we kicked off making material flow, uh, in the plant there. I remember Jim Womack came, it was a really big deal. I was so proud of my entire team, you know, the leadership team, the UAW members who made all the processes work and just the results that we got that were, that were so phenomenal. And back at that time, uh, your dad told me that as long as I was running a plant or helping transform plants, that he would stay with me and help me. And he held true to that, held true to that. So, um, you know, three companies later, uh, he and I have maintained that relationship and transformed a lot of businesses together. So, you know, whether I was uh, leading lean and quality for an entire company or, uh, running global operations for a company. He was right there by my side and uh, we did a lot of, of nice things. And I have to say uh, the nice things led to really great business results and I never stopped learning from him. Yeah. It's um, so it's, it's funny, right? So I've worked with dad now for, I think I started with him in 2001 and I always get a kick out of people say, man, your dad's tough. And I'm thinking, Hey, I grew up with that. You guys are like, maybe okay is all you get. That's true. I mean, I'm lucky to get that. Maybe okay. So it's like, oh, yeah, maybe okay. You, you know, you had like, a good day. Yeah, he never said, I'm like, don't tell me. I'm, I'm his son. I know. <laughs> um, so it, it has been really, um, it, it's been really, really neat to, 
to be able to do that. You know, you talk about launching the book, Making Materials Flow, you know, 2003, right? That's uh, 18 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was five. Really, I think I was five at five the time. Years, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the, the way that that set our company in a trajectory, you know, you, I talk to people a lot. And they're like, you're a lean company. I'm like, well, not really. I mean, really, if you want to know what we are, we're a, a, a material flow and scheduling, right? Lean material flow scheduling company. That's really what we do now mm-hmm. because that's such a big gap everywhere, right? Yeah. And uh, a big part of that is probably when we launched that book there in the plant. So all roads lead back somewhere. Yeah, they do. That was a great day. It that was. was a great day. It really was. So... I have a vested interest in this. So let me tell you a couple of reasons. One, I am, uh, uh, you know, I keep going back and forth. I'm kind of an academic. I, I taught at a university for three years and I've got two daughters. One is an engineering school at the University of Kentucky. And here's my, why I'm so interested in what you guys had to say is they, in my opinion, most high school students don't know they can have a successful career in production or supply chain. Yeah. And take that and add that into ladies, right? And our, my question is, are we really trying to get them, because they're so valuable in the plant, right? I mean, I, I, I don't want to play to the audience here, but I mean that, right? They're very valuable in the plant, but we don't, what's the way to say it? It's not, a, it's not something that we push them towards, or we're not in high schools, we're not in colleges kind of pushing them. And when I was uh, teaching a supply chain, anybody that was really good at math, I remember, I'm not going to say her name, but there was this one young lady that was really good at math. Look, come to my class, please. You will love this, right? And it's just that, not just, I'm more concerned with the females because I've got two daughters, right? That's Mm -hmm. fine. But even as just students in general, understanding what a great career this can be. Uh, that yeah. we don't get into um, the the supply chain as a career. It just it it boggles the mind to a certain degree because we try to tell them to be doctors and lawyers, and we're like, wait a minute, you can come over here and have a nice time. You can see the world and do a lot of different stuff. So I'm I'm just really interested because my daughter she's going into computer science, and I really want her to go into what I do. So <clears throat> there's no pressure on you guys to sell that to her. It's just all. <laughs> It just lies on your shoulders to make her change her mind in her major. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just she reads some of our stories and the the hilarious things that ensued during this three year period. She might change her mind. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. You've got to be kidding me! You can't make this stuff up. Kind of moments that happen throughout this whole process. So maybe she'll see there's a lot of fun into it as well. I used to tell my students there's no such thing as common sense in a factory. <laughs> and they would look at me and they would say, what, what? And then they would tell me later on. Yeah, you're right. So let's start. So tell me, tell me a little bit about steel toes and stilettos. Who would like to start? Shannon, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so it's a true story about the journey Kathy and I went through to transform multiple plants. Uh, it was like you said, not a lot of whole common sense happening when you would walk the plants originally. And it was that traditional batch manufacturing, make as many parts as you possibly can of every equipment and just shove it down to the next one and hope it eventually gets through. Um, and then the customer some at some point gets some parts. 
So um, it's a true story of how we did all of that. And, and it reads, it can read like a lean guide, right? There's a prescriptive process that we went through with, with HLS and, um, and weaved in some of the softer sides of it as well, you know, putting in high-performing teams and things of that nature and, and the whole people portion that we, we talk about as well. But where it differs is it reads more like a novel and it talks about not just the concepts and the tools, although we explain why you need to use them. It's more about the how and what we did with bringing all these people along to get the processes to stick. And we talk about things that we messed up on, how we had to redo the boards 16 times because the operator told us we didn't set it up right because the changeover sequence wasn't right, for example. So it, we go through pitfalls and then some of the successful things that we you know, found along the way. And we talk about um, what it's like being a woman working in manufacturing. We talk about our personal lives, how there is life that goes on outside of the lean transformation that you're you're doing. And the last thing it really touches on is, is Kathy and my relationship and how that being, being two women supporting each other and not just the two of us, all of our teams and how that really led to our success as well, which is a different story than what we grew up in when we were working in our early careers in manufacturing. So it's a long story short, but that's what it's about. It's about a lot of stuff that is just part of our experience. You know, the value of a mentor is there's there's a couple ladies that work for HLS and they've been mentored and have been mentors. And I I am not a woman, so I don't understand like that, that part of it. But but as a as a man, right, having mentors is is very good. But. I also am a, a realist and I understand there's not as many women in the factories that I go to as there are men, right? Mm-hmm. So I would assume, and, and you guys, I'm asking the value of a good mentor, because I would I would also assume you guys come up against something, especially back, you know, longer back, you come up against some things that we wouldn't normally come up against. Is, is that kind of part of yes. what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. You know, there's different roles, right, for helping people develop. There's allies, mentors, bosses, role models. And, you know, when you're a young female, right, you're looking, a role model is someone that you look up to and you can identify with their characteristics that says, you know, I can be them someday. I can be just like uh, Mary Jo or Diane or, you know, whoever. And I will say that uh, back in the day, there were not a lot of female executives in operation or manufacturing roles that, you know, Shannon and I could look up to and, and emulate. It just was not, there were a few female executives. Generally, they were in other functions, you know, finance or HR. So in some ways it felt like we were paving the way by choosing, you you know, this path that we were on. I would say that mentors are really, really important. And a lot of people misinterpret what a mentor is. A mentor cannot be your boss, right? It has to be somebody who's outside your chain of command, 
who you can go to and have this open, honest relationship. And I would say that your dad was a mentor for me for decades because he was not a part of the organization. He was coming in and helping teach us, but it was more than that. I could talk to him about uh, things like you're talking about that were uncomfortable or um, made me feel like, you know, I was a token or a number on a pie chart or, you know, different things that went on that just were uncomfortable when you're the one of in any situation. So he was a great mentor to me. I always felt as though um, he cared about my success. Um, He would listen to whatever stories I had and just taught me so much about being successful in that environment by being able to transform operations and get really good results, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what companies are looking for, right? The inclusive culture is great. And there's a lot of drive towards that right now. But at the end of the day, you have to get results. And the reason for that is you want strong businesses that can support people and their families in their pursuit of good, you know, thriving lives. So um, even if you're not a mentor, you can be an ally, right? And an ally is someone who's going to speak up on your behalf for you in meetings that you're not in and someone, you know, you can go to professionally, but that's a little bit different relationship than, than a mentor. So, uh, you know, I had a boss once who said that, um, you know, he didn't want me to work with the mentor because he wanted to be my mentor and he didn't really get it. You can't have that relationship, right. When you're, you've got the pressures of performance, but, but mentors are so, so important. I'm so grateful, uh, you know, for your dad, all those years, I think he was been the most consistent and uh, longevity, right. That I've had in that sort of relationship. And I know Shannon and I have talked about it. She had some amazing mentors along the way as well. Mm-hmm. I um, I want you guys to know how big of a self-esteem problem I have because all I hear about is how great dad is and how great my brother is. <laughs> so my brother is a urological robotic surgeon, which is just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> what does that even mean, right? To me, it's like he's playing video games. But th- having the phone call after the day when he's saved people's lives, asking me what I did, is just useless. So I try to call him in the morning before we have a day. Um, <laughs> So Chris, though, you yeah. know, right? You're you're younger than I am. So yeah, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, no, no. But well, you, you know, you've helped me, you've helped me in a lot of plants too. I've had a lot of teams give you calls. You've been on the shop floor with me. You've taught a lot of classes. So uh, you know, you're you're cut from the same cloth. So you're good to go. Uh, <laughs> you're just you're just a little younger than me. You know what I tell people is if uh, you remember the old movie Twins where it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And <laughs> yes. Danny I think I'm Danny DeVito in that. And my brother <laughs> is Schwarzenegger. So uh, I love you know, that. It's, um, I, I, um, I, I just um, I don't know how to say it. I having daughters changes you in my mind, because I'm looking at them. I'm like, what do, especially because I've got two totally different daughters. One is very drama. She's into plays and she really likes it. And then my older daughter, she's at the engineering school at UK. She is math driven. And I look at her and I'm like, you just, and I can't say this to her, right? I need a mentor to say this to her. 
Well, you need to go work in a plant. I mean, your mind is such that you would just be brilliant. Mm-hmm. But my, my wish is that we had a better way of conveying to young people that, that they can do this, right? That's, yeah. uh, that's why I'm so excited to talk to you guys, especially even in academia. Um, I think if, if I had my druthers, I would like to start an operational excellence program at a university and, and make this a part of, of what that would be, you know, your, the op sisters or, or how do we mentor people not to push them in, but just to say, Hey, look, there's a real live career here. And that's yeah. what I, that's what I get so excited when I was at the university, I would get so excited about it. like, you don't understand. You can make a lot of money, right? You can travel, you can see the world, you can solve problems, you can meet people. But so here's my question. Who should buy this book? Other than everybody, all right. I will say this: everybody <laughs> should buy this book. Um, See, you know the answer. Yeah, Why are you asking I, questions? You know the answer to. I know. I, I should have started off this. This podcast is sponsored by Steel Toes and Stilettos. <laughs> uh, but oh, go ahead. So ser- seriously, because because um, Shannon, you said a couple things. One is you're like it's a playbook, right? And it tells a story like a novel. And and to me, the 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 coolest one that started the whole thing was the goal by uh, Eli Goldratt, right? That was mm-hmm. kind of the first novel of change that was really, were really good. So, so who should buy it? Shannon, I'll let you go. Yeah. Well, you know, when we talk about young women in, in manufacturing and that's, you know, I had that different experience when I went to college, I and started in supply chain management. I never thought I would ever be running plants one day. That was never even a thought in my mind, to your point. It's just not something that is really well talked about. So it, while STEM and all of those amazing um, programs have been ramping up, especially for women, we originally thought we really want to inspire young women to get into this career because you're right. It, it can be a great career um, working in manufacturing and it is so fulfilling so it's a different way of looking at it um, other than just the technical aspects of those uh, curriculums. So young women, we hope we hope to inspire them um, to, to get into and look at a different life that they could have. But also, I think any leader leading people, we talk so much about the people aspect of these lean transformations in this book. I think any leader could read it and then any practitioner in lean who wants to transform manufacturing facilities. And it's not just manufacturing. I mean, that's our background, but these concepts, as you know, go across any section sector of the, of the, of the world. So truly we jest that anyone should read it, but I would say any of those three categories would, would happily learn from this, this book. Um, I want to know, have you guys sent a book to my dad? Cause I haven't got one and I just want to know, if I'm going to see him and he's going to be like, oh, I got this book today from Kathy and Shannon. <laughs> oh, really, no. Dad? No, it's just started shipping. And okay. as a matter of fact, this week, uh, if you look on LinkedIn, you can see I just got my shipment of books. So Shannon and I are together next week for launch week, and we will be signing and sending books to people who helped us along the way for sure. So, so you've got a book launch at a Barnes and Nobles, right? Yes. Yeah. The week after next. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Is that in Indianapolis? It is. is. Would you like to come? I can send you an invite. I, 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 it's, it's kind of a long drive. (laughs) Uh, 
course, now we do everything virtual, right? You should uh, should put that on uh, some kind of web webinar. We oh. are. Oh, you are. See, you guys are just high tech, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed. You I, can I, join us next get... Friday with your favorite beverage, and we'll talk more about the book together. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's great, man. I am. I'm really excited because I think I remember. I don't know. If, was it? Because we've talked to you guys throughout this process at various times, right? I think we talked to you right at the beginning when you guys were kind of mm-hmm. kind of getting mm-hmm. it going. And, um, you know, so, I've written, go ahead. Yeah, no, we did. Uh, we talked to your dad. We didn't talk to your brother, but we okay. did talk to your dad. And we uh, said, look, we want to write this book. We think it's a good story, you know, as opposed to. Um, some of the other stories in Lean, this is autobiographical, right? So everything in it is something that happened to us. Uh, I don't know that Shannon and I have quite the imagination that we could make up characters and, you know, take them through a story. So it's just us, which is a little bit of a vulnerable place to be. But, you know, your dad is clearly a central character uh, in the book as he, you know, has served as a teacher for Shannon and I both for for a number of years. So we talked to him and said, hey, would you be comfortable with us sharing this story? Um, And your name comes up and we quote you because Shannon, you know, for years wrote down everything you said uh, because we really took it to heart and used those quotes when he was not with us in the plants. So, yeah. So uh, he's also you know, read the manuscript a couple of times and, and he's told us that, oh, yeah, I probably did say that. You know, I think you've got a little bit of a a little bit of a chuckle out of out of some of that. But yes, no, um, this book would not have been written without our relationship with Harris Lean Systems, for sure. You guys think you have it so tough. But here, so here's how I started to work with that. Right. So I come in, my first my first thing he asked me to do, he gives me this spreadsheet and he says, I need you to duplicate this spreadsheet because we had to use it for expenses or something. So I wanted to do it right. So I spent a long time, I did it exactly the way, I duplicated exactly. And I sent it to him and I'm all proud of myself. You know, I'm sitting back. This is back when, you know, email was kind of starting up. So I sent him one and, and uh, I think it was all dial up, you know. And I, I sent it to him and he calls me back in like three minutes and I pick up the phone. He goes, doesn't say hello. All right. He says, <laughs> he says, this is not what I want. I'm like, dad, I did exactly what you told me. And he says, he says, you're not supposed to do what I tell you to do. You're supposed to do what I'm thinking. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all these people I go to, they complain about him being too hard on you. I'm not not the guy to complain to here. (laughs) I'm not that guy. Um, So, you know, thank you guys for being on you guys. What, anything else that you would like to say? It's, it's, uh, first of all, it's nice to talk to you guys again. And, and I congratulate you immensely on the task of publishing a book. I've, I've written my last book five times. Um, uh, you know, I, I like it when you get the initial idea and then I like the stage where you're at, where you can like flip the books and smell the pages. Right. Yeah. It's um, really nice. Yeah. If yes. you want my opinion, don't read it now because if there's a typo in there, you can't do anything about it. That's, that's, that's true. I just, I've never opened one because I'm afraid I'm going to open it and two plus two is five or something. So <laughs> 
Like, it is vulnerable, right? It's a little oh, terrifying yeah. at this stage, for you're, sure. You're, you are out there, but it's yeah. Such but a I'll big, say, um, go it ahead. Was so we had so much fun doing it. Now the writing process was hard because we really wanted to make sure that both of our voices were heard. And Kathy and I have such different personalities, so we wanted to make sure some of that came out. And but we had so much fun writing it. We would write these stories, and then we would reread them and just be like crying, laughing because. We, it wasn't all roses and, 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 you know, happy things. Like we totally got in arguments and we can laugh about it now, but at the time we were like really annoyed with each other. And so we'd write these stories and we would be, I was like, God, I wanted to throw something at you. And then she's just giggling (laughs) and she's like, I know, but I was right. I'm like, oh, (laughs) so it was such a fun process, but it was such a learning experience for us. Just this whole, like obviously taking a total different trajectory in our careers and putting yourself out there on paper to say, you know, this is us. And it's just, it's been such a cool experience. It has, it has. It's just, it's so so cool. Um, You know, dad and I talk about it sometimes, you know, we've, we've traveled so much and met so many people and it's fun. And I can count on my fingers, the number of people that, that were really difficult to get along with. I, I find that most manufacturing people that want to do the right thing, they speak the same language. Mm. Now, I, I fight with a lot of people, right? I, I find the most uh, beneficial meetings are when we're really adamant about what we believe, right? And I'm all for that. As long as you're doing it with an open mind, dad says this all the time, right? You can argue with me as long as you want, as long as you got an open mind, right? Yeah. We're both trying to learn. And it represents passion, right? Nothing makes me happier than, you know, we're on the floor and discussing ideas with the operators and, and they want to come back and argue with you, right? Because they're doing this day in and day out uh, versus just that, you know, passive whatever, right? Yeah. I love that energy. I love people caring about what they do. And that's what I think has been so rewarding about a career in manufacturing is you meet all types of people and the majority of people want to do a great job. They want to have good jobs so that, you know, their families have opportunities. And this is just really a chance to impact a a lot of people, this career, you know, it doesn't necessarily look glamorous from the outside for sure. Um, I sort of stumbled into it because I got a scholarship to go to school and I was paying for my own school. And that's how I got into manufacturing. You know, my dad wasn't in it, so I didn't know. Um, But it can be such a rewarding career. And that's what we really wanted to get across in the book is that there's room for everybody in manufacturing, right? Um, Diversity of thought is so important to make strong manufacturing businesses, So, you know, we had a lot of fun in it. It was, it's challenging. It's exciting. You know, I always talk about every morning I would have my, my calendar and the things I was going to do. And it was always interesting to see what would come up that would change the trajectory, Mm -hmm. right? Did it, was it going to happen two minutes, you know, into the Uh day or four (laughs) hours into the day, but we've met some amazing people And, um, the piece we haven't talked about so much today, Chris, is just, you know, the culture, right. And making sure you're creating a culture where everyone can, can contribute, right. Whether you're the guy 
plowing the parking lot when it snows, or you're the plant manager. And setting the right culture really, really helps these tools take hold and sustain themselves. So, you know, we just really want to inspire people who love people and processes and systems to give it a look because it's a wonderful, rewarding career. It really is. So, so I, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty excited, right? But, but I like you guys, so I'm biased. So it's, <laughs> um, but here's what I want. I want to know if you guys guarantee if my daughter reads this book that she will change her major. <laughs> no pressure. So, so that she can come work with me. I know I can't force her. That's why you're here, Shannon. That's <laughs> why you, this is all on you guys. I mean, my, you know, the, the company legacy and everything about it relies on this one book that. You... <laughs> well, you know, she's what a computer science major. She is, but she just, um, so she's uh, at the honor school and she went through a week of lean training, believe it or not, because University of Kentucky has got a pretty, pretty nice lean program and uh, she can speak the language. And so I told dad, I'm like, you know, cause dad can call her. And because if I do it, she's like, Oh, you're just trying to get me. And mm-hmm. so I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know if he has or not, you know, but, uh, but it's well, cool. She can automate a lot of things in a factory. I know that's what I, t- right. That's, um, that's what I was talking about on my last, last podcast, right. How we deal with automation, but that's a, that's a different conversation. Don't, we can't get started on that one or we'll have a two-parter here. <laughs> um, well, you guys got any final thoughts? You got to have a final thought, or I'm going to ask you what your favorite car is. <laughs> so. Well, my final thought is that we, First of all, I want to express gratitude to you for the relationship with you and your dad and Harris Lean Systems through the years. Uh, this book wouldn't be here without all of that. So I want to express gratitude for that. Uh, but we really hope that people will pick up the book and just get an understanding of what a career in operations can be. And you know, if anybody wants to uh, collaborate with us collectively, Chris, you know, we've talked a little bit about that whole collaboration between the material and information flow and creating the inclusive culture, we'd love to get the opportunity to do that with companies that really want to get results through inclusive cultures. Yeah. And thank you for the time. I mean, this has been such a great experience and I know echoing what Kathy said, I would not be here today if it weren't for your dad and in HLS. And it's been so, it's been such a great experience and just the people part of it for me um, has been amazing. All the wonderful people I've met and the lives I've hopefully hopefully helped improve over the years. But I wouldn't have been able to do that without HLS and the and the mentorship from from you and your dad and from Kathy as well. It's been such a wonderful experience and and a positive one at that. And and we want people to know that it can be very positive and very rewarding. Well, I um, I want to sincerely. Um, because I'm a jokester, right? And I have a good time, but I want to sincerely thank you guys for this book. Um, and I, I know it, it probably has a lot to do with me having daughters, but I, I just realized how nice this career has been for my family through the years. You know, my grandfather, he started at General Motors in Anderson, Indiana, and, um, he's retired now. And, and we just, um, it's just been such a great career. And I, I'm, 
I, I just would love for my daughter and other ladies like her to see this as a very viable option and one that they can be just very successful in. And so I thank you very much for that. And I thank you for being on the podcast. So we love it. I, I hope you guys sell a whole lot of books and um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I will be timing who gets their copy first. Because Dan didn't have you on a podcast. I'm just saying. All right. Thank you guys for being on. Thank you, Chris. Chris. This has been the Leaning Out with Dr. Chris podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or you have any ideas for the show or you have a question you'd like for us to answer, please let us know. Send us an email at podcast at harrisleansystems.com. That's podcast at harrisleansystems.com. Also, feel free to check us out online at www.harrisleansystems.com.